what happens when you come out of the fog, when you can see things very clearly and not from an emotional view? What happens when you have the keys to the castle? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. I wanted to start out with a quote from It's My Turn, which was written by Tina Fuller. And it's going to kind of tie in with the keys to the castle theme of this podcast. And it reads like this. With a narcissist, and this can be a cluster B, this can be a borderline as well. You never know what you're going to get on any given day. A visit or phone call with them may seem to go well. There won't be much or any arguing. It's as if they are normal for a few hours. If you're lucky, it might be a whole day. Deep down, you know it won't last. The next time you see or speak to them, they'll be back to how they usually act. They will be negative, complaining, sad, or attacking. It's as though they have an on and off switch for being nasty, hidden on their back. Thank you, Tina Fuller. Keys to the Castle I've received a request from a listener who wanted to know, how does it affect the family? I've been talking for 102 podcasts now, for the most part, how my cluster B affects me. And perhaps that's a little selfish because I do have a family and I should probably tell you how it does affect other people in this family. So I have an example and actually it happened just yesterday. Uh, I got up in the morning, my, my wife and older daughter went to church and I, I got up, um, bear in mind, I'm working overnights on the weekend again to earn some extra money to kind of make things, make the trains run on time. So I got up And I decided I wanted to go ahead and sand down one of our countertops, which had actually become moldy. It's butcher block. And it became kind of moldy. It looked really bad. So I got out my, my, my planer and I sanded it down and I got off the, the mold and I resealed it all this before they actually came back home. And when my wife came through the door, I kind of waited a couple of minutes because she came through the door into the kitchen. And I was kind of waiting for her to respond or react to how the countertop looked. And finally, I decided I was going to draw her attention to it. And I said, well, hey, look at, look at the countertop. And her response was, how do you want me to react? Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate some feedback. I wasn't necessarily looking for praise and a big, deep French kiss over it. Although that would be certainly nice to see some affection, but Then she proceeded to point to a part of the countertop that I had not done that still needed some work. And she said, well, what about this? And my oldest daughter kind of stepped in because she could see that I was just kind of just standing there kind of flabbergasted because why would she respond this way? She was in a mood for some particular reason. Again, nothing that I presume I had triggered, but this is the eggshell nature that we live under. A normal response from somebody might have been, hey, that that looks nice. Thanks for doing that. You know, uh, not 
you missed this spot or you missed a spot. I mean, come on. So my oldest daughter kind of stepped in and started kind of trying to react the way that she thought her mother should have reacted. Oh, yes, yes. It looks very nice. Oh, I, oh, how did you do this? Oh, I see. Started asking questions about it. And I felt bad for her because she was making up for her mother's bad behaviors. Trying to make it seem, okay, validate me. Give me some validation. So it's sad that people have to step in. Family members have to step in and again, compensate for my wife's lack of emotional intelligence. She just doesn't get it. Other situations have occurred. And again, I'm addressing this to the listener who asked, how do other people in your family deal? Well, my youngest daughter, who actually is still in the household, knows full well that her mother is not all there, that there's something wrong. In fact, their relationship is not good on account of that. But it's really sad because last year on our anniversary, on my wife's and I's anniversary, my youngest daughter, when we were done with dinner um, and I sat down on the couch, was basically asking her mother to sit with me. She was like, why don't you sit with dad? Because my wife was sitting on the opposite love seat. And my daughter realized it was our anniversary, doesn't understand that there's no love in this marriage, no affection in this marriage, but was like, hey, why don't you sit with dad? And my wife was unresponsive to that request. We all walk on eggshells around the cluster B. We make accommodations for their feelings. All the while, we hurt. And I call this covert abuse. It's covert abuse because people don't see it unless they're in the situation. And frequently, they won't see it when they're in the situation. But you do. So my wife coming in and looking at the butcher block countertop and giving a negative response to something that was supposed to be positive is par for the course. That's just her nature. Does it make it right? Absolutely not. So in answer to that listener who wanted to know how it is for other family members, I will give you one more example. This was several Christmases ago, and I bought some sheets that I thought my wife would like. And when she opened up the present, she looked at it and said, oh, I don't want these. I don't like these. And I remember the family's reaction was of shock because, again, how ungrateful and how emotionally unintelligent can you be in a circumstance where people are exchanging gifts and you have a grown woman, not a child, being disappointed for receiving perhaps a pair of socks when they wanted a certain toy, but a grown woman doing this. And I remember the looks on my daughter's faces of absolute shock. Now, my wife will chalk this up as, well, yeah, I'm harsh. But there's no excuse for that behavior. And I'm not asking for my wife to lie. 
and sit there and say, oh my gosh, that countertop is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Or, oh, those sheets are just so thoughtful of you. But I am asking for some acknowledgement, some validation, and some common respect, which the cluster bees just don't have. To say I'm a brutally honest person and then tear you down doesn't make it right. It's as simple as that. And cluster bees will very frequently say, it's my upbringing. As my wife says, my parents were harsh, so I'm harsh. I was a victim of abuse, so now I've become an abuser. There is no justification in that. And the message that I'm trying to give here is one that you shouldn't justify it. You shouldn't rationalize it. You shouldn't necessarily forgive their behaviors. And I can give you yet another example that goes back to just a mere hours ago. Our oldest daughter said that she's most likely going to spend Thanksgiving with her boyfriend. And my wife's reaction was one of, oh, well then my Thanksgiving is going to be crappy. It's going to be horrible. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, uh, just because our oldest daughter can't come to Thanksgiving doesn't mean that you have to make a comment like that. And then she's like, immediately she goes into escape mode. Well, I guess maybe I'm going to go and visit my relatives for Thanksgiving because, you know, all the cousins come up. These are cousins that she has previously said she doesn't like, that she doesn't want to spend time with. And yet now she's escaping because her expectation of the situation is not what she thought. She's clearly insulting me and our youngest daughter as being not worthy of that Thanksgiving experience that we will somehow in some way not make up for the loss of the oldest daughter. Is the oldest daughter a golden child? No, she's not. That would be the middle daughter. The middle daughter will not be here because she does not geographically live close enough. But immediately the knee-jerk reaction, and it was almost like a childlike reaction. And this is where it comes to the keys to the castle part. I could sit there and see and understand because I could look at it from a neutral perspective and not from one that is laden with emotion which is what most of us do. I wasn't even hurt by it because first off, I knew that my wife was acting like a child. She's not getting what she wants. And second, she was future faking because she's not going to go and visit with her cousins at Thanksgiving. She will be a victim. She will be a martyr because our oldest daughter won't be there. And because there's a possibility that myself and our youngest daughter who has a job may be working Black Friday, but not Thursday on Thanksgiving. So immediately my wife is the victim. She's the abandoned party. It's all about her. That's the keys to the castle to which I refer to. Because now I can watch situations play out. And I can understand them for what they are. And there is no emotional investment on my part 
Is it because I don't care? It's not necessarily that. It's just that I understand it now. I used to react. And every now and then I do find myself going into jade mode, justifying, arguing, defending, and explaining my position. And in fact, I did do that with the Thanksgiving issue. I started saying, well, I don't work on Thursdays and maybe I'll take Friday off. So once again, I was accommodating. I was rationalizing. I was in jade mode. And that's something I'm working on. Remember, you cannot fix what you didn't break. You can't. So an answer again to the listener who wonders, how does the family deal with it? Now, a lot of us brush it under the rug. A lot of us try to come to the defense and aid of the person who is being attacked. And a lot of us step back and say, well, that's just the way she is. But it doesn't make it right. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate your listening, but I want you to learn, to understand what you're dealing with, because knowledge is power, and it is validating, and it does help you come out of the fog. It is a painful process, but eventually you can get to a position where you can observe things with neutrality and without emotional investment. And then you know that you are on the path to healing. You have to heal. You have to have a plan. And you have to believe in yourself. Stop pouring yourself into the cluster B. They don't deserve it. They won't acknowledge it. And they certainly won't reciprocate. Now, I'm not saying to be a cold individual like they can be, but save that energy, that emotional energy for yourself. Don't surrender yourself to these people. And don't, whatever you do, don't feel like you have to save them because they can only save themselves. You have to take the mentality that it's your purpose to preserve your self-esteem, your self-worth. Because without that, you become empty and hollow. Think about it. Thank you for your continued listenership. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been my Inner Torch. Inner Torch.